The crisis at consultancy firm PwC is intensifying amid growing calls for the company to be banned from lucrative government contracts after confidential information was used to help clients work around anti-tax avoidance laws. Labor Senator Deborah O'Neill wants to name all of the PwC partners implicated in the scandal and says criminal penalties should be considered to deal with what's become a massive breach of trust. Here's our senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Labor Senator Deborah O'Neill has been chasing down answers on the PwC scandal for months and she plans to use a coming Senate estimates hearing to push the Tax Practitioners Board and the Australian Tax Office to out as many as 50 PwC partners unofficially and unethically brought into the loop about a major tax crackdown ultimately revealed in Joe Hockey's 2015 budget. Initially I was unbelievably shocked. Senator O'Neill says PwC's former head of international tax, Peter John Collins, emailed sensitive details to multiple partners despite signing three confidentiality agreements. That has unleashed a profoundly unhealthy, unethical cultural practice to rip off the Australian taxpayer, to give multinational companies a get-out-of-jail-free card in terms of paying their fair share of tax, and everybody was patting each other on the back. There's been an air of bewilderment about how PwC exposed itself to such reputational damage that could see lucrative government contracts evaporate. Although the former ACCC chairman, Professor Alan Fells, thinks a ticking time bomb might have just exploded. I was shocked that not entirely surprised. Alan Fells says the PwC crisis rekindles a decades-old debate about whether auditing and advisory arms at consultancy firms need to be separated to prevent conflicts of interest. It's fraught with peril having people who have the really important job of auditing business for the whole economy for the whole nation, doing consulting on the side, there's real chances of them being compromised. Is there a real need now to clean that up? Yes, we need to clean it up. And I do note that overseas, at least one of the big four, really seriously considered separating the two parts of the business into completely different businesses. What sort of pressure is there in these big consultancy firms to, I guess, keep the funnel being fed with new business and always thinking about the next potential contract? Well, I think this PwC incident brings out that wider point that when you bring in a consulting firm to do a specific job for government, not just tax advice, they can't but help think after the report's done, if there's going to be some further business for us to do, either with the government or with the clients and people that would be affected by it. I always have a suspicion of bringing in consultants who have to earn a living straight after they've done the job. Which raises the question, why couldn't Treasury or the ATO have conducted this review themselves without the assistance of PwC? The policy capacity of government all over every department has been really hollowed out, greatly diminished by heavy spending cuts, 
leaving the government when they have to do some policy dependent on consulting firms. Former Telstra Chief Executive Ziggy Switkowski is conducting an internal review into the scandal, but so far PwC won't put him up to answer questions. In the meantime, PwC maintains no client benefited from the tax workaround developed as a result of the confidentiality breach. That's our senior business correspondent Peter Ryan there.